Welcome to Replenish Hope, and I am your host, Denise Castro, and today we have a great guest. He is our friend, Jose Perez. Welcome to Replenish Host. Uh, Thank Hope. you. <laughs> Thank you. Nice to see you again, Denise. Nice to see you. So, how you been? Wonderful. I've been absolutely wonderful. I, I mean, you look great. Thank you. <laughs> it's a complete transformation. Yes, I, I agree. <laughs> So we're thank you for saying yes and thank you for coming. I I know it's been a long journey and I had the privilege to read your story and my goodness Jose. <laughs> I I I mean I get teary just to think now what journey you have done so far and I'm really humbled and really thankful that you said yes. And I'm really thankful that you're alive and well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for inviting me, for sure. Thank you so much. I really, uh, uh, this has been something I wanted to do. I didn't know what platform I'd be doing it on. Yeah. I, I knew that I'd have to share my story sometime soon. Yeah. And I didn't know with who or how. So this is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and But yeah, thank you f uh, for that. And I'm happy to be here. I'm really excited to share this with everybody. So this as you know, this is Replenish Hope as we talk about hope and about all stories. And um, so let's start from the beginning with you. So tell us a little bit about your family, where you grew up. In. All right. Uh, so um, I grew up in National City, California, mm -hmm. uh, South Bay, San Diego. Um, I am one of three children. Uh, I got an older brother and a younger sister. Mm -hmm. um, I was born in 1982. So Oh, uh, I just gave away my age. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, I grew up with my, my brother and sister. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my sister is about six years younger than me. And uh, a little bit before she was born, my parents kind of, uh, they split up, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, it's kind of a long story of as far as our dynamic, but um, I'll just give you the gist. Um, you know, my mom had my brother with uh, another guy, and then he passed away, and mm -hmm. then met my dad. Uh, had me, and then they split up, and then she met somebody else and had my daughter, uh, my, daughter my sister, mm -hmm. and uh, well, that guy left uh, when she was born. So my dad had come back later on and actually raised, you know, all of us. I mean, mm -hmm. he's, he's been our father. So anyway, um, throughout that time of the separation, they were, I didn't see my dad much. So uh, it was pretty much my me and my brother, then uh, my sister, and uh, I remember when my parents were trying to kind of work things out. There was always uh, alcohol involved. I just remember that, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, later on, I found in life that there was, there was drugs involved, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But uh, that's their story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so for the most part, I didn't really see my dad. And uh, it wasn't until I was 13 years old uh, that they got back together. They basically cleaned up uh they cleaned up their life uh, so they were both alcoholics and uh yeah they were they, they used here and there certain things <laughs> um but yeah basically alcohol was probably the prevalent uh you know drug of choice mm -hmm. so it's been there it's been there in my life since i was a kid uh, i saw it you know it's funny like I'm, i don't want to jump ahead but you know later on i found myself drinking the same things my dad was drinking <laughs> at that mm -hmm. age you know mm -hmm. 
Um, and uh, anyway, yeah, they uh, they cleaned up and they got back together. My dad came back around, and at that time, I was already thirteen and kind of kind of on my own. I was already I was in, I'm, I am a middle child, so growing up, I didn't really. I was kind of close to my brother, kind of close to my sister at a certain time, but mm -hmm. for the most part, I was just, I felt like an only child. Yeah. Um, so, sure enough, 13 years old, you know, I'm kind of getting, I think I was a late bloomer, but I was getting ready to go to puberty, and so, you know, uh -huh. I wanted to be on my own already, you know, I didn't really, uh, I wasn't really close to my family, basically. Um, Is that when you started um, feeling loneliness in your life a little bit? Um. Well, I guess so. You know, I mean, uh, thinking back now, yeah, I think um, I always pondered certain things about my parents. And when I saw other parents with, their, you know, together and I'm like, huh, my parents aren't together, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but but it, as a child, I didn't really think about it too much. It just kind of seemed like the norm. Mm -hmm. So him coming back, you know, which I'm thankful for, by the way. And, uh, you know, I'm really proud of them, like how far they've come. And Are they still clean oh today? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. They've been clean this for almost 30 years or whatever it is. Now. Wow. Or 20-something years, yeah. Both of them. Both of them. Oh, yeah. And they've been together since. And um, <coughs> it's it's a beautiful thing, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, later on, I found out there was some resentment there. Uh, but that was when I started really uh, learning more about resentment. But I didn't really know that. But, um, yeah, now for the for the... For what it's worth, you know, I'm thankful for, for their story. But um, at that time, 13 years old, um, I didn't, uh, I was doing my own thing, kind of, sort of. Uh, I, th I think I was 12 when I first smoked a joint, you know, with okay. when drugs or alcohol kind of, when I started partaking or doing, you know, experimenting or whatever. Mm -hmm. I was 12, I think, the first time I smoked a joint was with my cousins, you know, and I didn't even feel it. I didn't really uh, care for it. I just did it, you know, because mm -hmm. I was with my cousins. Mm -hmm. um, later on, when I was 15, uh, that's when uh, I met some friends, and I was I kind of got a little bit more freedom. Um, mm -hmm. Since I was kind of already, you know, the middle child and um, not as close to them, it was kind of normal for me to be out and about. So I made friends that became like family later. And uh, we all experimented. You know, we f we started smoking weed. Uh, Fifteen years old, uh, was constant. And we started drinking here and there. Uh, me and my buddy, I won't use names, but <laughs> yeah. my buddy, we uh, I remember, you know, we'd steal a bottle of Jack Daniels at a young age. You know, and, uh, that's strong stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, and um, I remember there was other drugs around, but I didn't I didn't partake. I just uh, smoked weed mm -hmm. at that time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so uh, I think the from like 15 to 19, that's it was always like a party thing, you know. I mean, I did my schoolwork. I, I think I graduated with like a 2.7 or something. Mm -hmm, <laughs> I mm -hmm. don't know. But um, I, I was into skateboarding, punk rock, uh, you know, just being a dork, you know. Yeah. <laughs> being a goofy kid. Uh -huh. um, I was always happy-go-lucky. I remember just, and I, that's just kind of who I was, just always trying to be the funny guy. Mm-hmm. But um, I started losing that later on, like around 19 years old. Mm -hmm. I remember um, uh, my parents helped me out with the car and uh, got a car. And I just remember, you know, we would go to different parties and whatnot. I would drive. I would go to TJ, bring some friends, and I'd get messed up. And, you know, I'd be driving back. I was just doing horrible stuff. And uh, depression started creeping in. I remember uh, at that age, I kind of knew what it was, but I didn't really treat it or, or do anything about it. I just, I just kept drinking, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, it got strong. 
uh, I remember I just was tired of it at that time. At, at 19 years old, I was already tired. Like, this is stupid, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I need to, I don't know what's going on. But um, that kind of leads into, uh, that was the time that I got introduced to Christ, you know, to, to the church and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just kind of share a little bit about that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was weird how that happened. But uh, through actually my ex-wife and her family, mm-hmm. uh, they I was invited. My ex-mother-in-law, she uh, she invited me to, to the church, and I thought that was kind of interesting because I didn't really care for Christ or anything, but I was like, oh, yeah, I'll go. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, sure enough, uh, yeah, I, like, I got hooked. I liked it, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I went on a, I think I went on a Sunday, like in an August or September or something, and then uh, it was when the Lighthouse Church was at, uh, was at the, um, at a school. The yeah. Church, the church was at a school, and yeah. um Anyway, uh, I remember on my birthday, I even went to the church for, it was like a men's gathering. So I was really getting involved. And then eventually I got uh, baptized at, uh, uh, after, I'm 20 years old, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, was it? Yeah. I think it was 20, 20 years old. And uh, yeah, I got baptized. And uh, I think it was uh, December 31st, yeah, 2002. And so, um, New Year's Eve. So I got baptized and I got really involved. I started learning more. Started met Gaby. <laughs> yeah, th- that's right. That's I that. know Jose because of my husband, mm-hmm. because they went to the same church, and that's how I I got the the blessing to meet to meet you. Yeah. And and everything. If you have to know something about Jose, that I know that when he's into something, he's into something. <laughs> so really he will learn. That anything he will find the answer <laughs> or he would really at least he can you can never say about jose that he never tried because that's <laughs> not his personality at all and he is a hopeless romantic my true? lady friends <laughs> <laughs> so you can't say that jose he gives 100 <laughs> percent, and um from that you know, it's good and bad, though. It's I know, but he has you have we have learned that we give 100 percent when it's good. Now, when codependency and all that jazz. Wow. <laughs> Unfortunately, no, I gave 100 percent for the, <laughs> the later on, you know, yeah. for the other side, too. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, that's that's who I am. Uh, and it is. It, I am who I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got into it. I went to a Bible school. Uh, I was a valedictorian. Um, you, you did know, the whole thing. Uh, I started teaching uh, Bible studies kind of early on, like right after I got baptized. Um, I had a mentors, of course. Yeah. Um, started, you know, I got married. Uh, mm-hmm. We were involved a lot, uh, helping out the, the kids groups. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I did that for many years, for about seven years, I think. And uh, yeah, that kind of leads me to the transition. Yeah, let's not. talk about the transition. Yeah, so, um, you know, throughout that time, I, I believed. I mean, I believe with my whole heart. I yeah. truly believe. Um, and uh, I had doubts. Like I, think I mean, every, every Christian does. Yeah, every Christian does. I had doubts, and I, I didn't care to, to venture out to, like, learn, like, the answers, you know. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, my faith is here. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. comfortable. I'm married. I got, you know, this and that, whatever. But ev- uh, when everything changed, when so your faith was tested, for so sure. Well, well, uh, when my faith was tested was when I... When I stepped back, I guess uh, I had uh, some marital issues, and uh, about 2007, uh, that's kind of when we we separated, mm-hmm. and uh, I was still involved in the church, mm-hmm. um, and I tried to anchor myself within it, but because of the depression, because of uh, you know what I 
struggled with before. It kind of just came back, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, nonetheless, uh, I ended up resorting back to uh, alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I, I had been clean and sober for five years, I think, at that time. Because uh, I was 19 and then about 26 years old. Maybe it was a little longer, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, I... Uh, yeah, I went back to drinking. Um, I had kind of, obviously, I stopped teaching and stuff, you know, um, especially when uh, I was going through my divorce. Um, yeah, I had stopped, and then I just kind of went back to my old friends, you know, and it w- they uh, they were doing that stuff, you know, but uh, I don't blame anything on them, you know, it's all me, it's all my choice, but nonetheless, you know, the beauty behind that was that it was like, we picked up where we left off because these are friends that were family to me too. And mm-hmm. they still are actually to this day. Um, so it was, it was actually really cool to kind of get back in touch with my, my close friends. One of which is, uh, getting married in May and, uh, I'm going to be in her, in her, um, I want one of it. She's going to get married in May and I'm going to be in her wedding. So I'm really excited about that in Hawaii. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Fancy. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm uh, sidestepping, but, um, yeah, so I started partying a lot. Um, Next thing you know, um, yeah, I was drinking almost every day. I was in my career path, and uh, it didn't really affect my job too much until a little later. But uh, sure enough, I started, you know, doing smoking weed, and then I got introduced to cocaine, and um, yeah, from then on, it was just kind of like a downward spiral. Um, so I didn't necessarily lose my faith at that time. I just was ashamed and I was embarrassed mm-hmm. so I stopped attending church I really kind of didn't reach out to anybody in church um I just kind of want to stay away you know mm-hmm. so um sure enough uh it just got worse and so there was a time you guys remember um mm-hmm. that uh some dear friends of mine four four couples actually four very dear couples that I love very much uh they had an intervention on me <laughs> Yeah. So, so, uh, you know, Denise and her husband, Gabe, they were um, the ones who I think orchestrated it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> you guys organized it. Organized yes, um, and I just remember that day because it was uh, one of the hardest days of, uh, of my life. I guess uh, that was probably the hardest thing to go through, <laughs> to, you know, the card question. Yeah. Um, but that was good, though. That's what I needed. And that's what people need sometimes. And I never, uh, never was upset or nothing like that. You mm. know, I was really humbled by it eventually you know i was more you were mad uh, i was mad <laughs> i was mad yeah i remember walking in and i knew what it was <laughs> i see i see you know four couples and yeah. I, then i see one guy who's like kind of like hey how's it going <laughs> a, a mormon <laughs> a mormon white guy what, was he mormon <laughs> 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 well, well uh, you know that and that's the that's the truth of the matter though my my addiction and my habits were caught me up to that I needed yeah. that you know yeah. so um, I was mad of course that's initial reaction knee-jerk reaction and uh, I sat there and I remember staring for a little bit <laughs> I remember shaking a little bit and mm-hmm. um, yeah so uh, actually just I brought this just for fun but these are the letters <gasps> oh my gosh you still have them <gasps> so I, you could I show that to you later if you want, but yeah. I yes. Br- I brought them to show you that I still have them. I've I would love to read that oh, yeah, yeah. later. Yeah, yeah. I brought I've held on to them all these years for an obvious reason, you know. They mean something to me. Um <laughs> Wow, I'm shocked because I remember that like I remember that folder. Yeah. So I'm just gonna take a look, but 
Yeah. You don't have to read them now, but you can go. No, look. no, no, no. So yeah, I uh, I've kept them all these years. Those are original documents. <laughs> these are original documents. You can take me to court with pretty, this. Pretty uh, pretty intact. You know, they're mint still. Uh, they might be worth something someday. You know? I mean, yes, because I would love to read to because I was twenty two. Yeah, yeah. I was. I got. I was twenty six. I, I was yeah. Going on twenty six, I think, or something like that. Yeah. When I did that. Twenty five. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to also like like personally say sorry and no, to some way you have nothing to be sorry about i know but i just did not understand we were so young so nothing to be sorry about because it gets better uh you'll see how this is connected yeah it's like we've like when you talk about you know being introduced by church and then after feeling shame and everything we were not and then how you went with your um previous friends as as a friend on the other side, being so young and so somewhat sheltered, mm-hmm. you just don't know what's, what's going on. And you feel <laughs> like you're losing a friend yeah. to the dark side, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I get it. And then, like, I also, like, you you don't know because you just, you just don't know. And the only thing you think you're doing the best is just, I don't know, I just gather the... I don't know how we pulled it off, really. I don't even know how we did it. But we we were so scared for you. I and I I, I understand the concern. And then you know we also got heat because of it, but it was worth it because now seeing you here, just we. I don't remember giving you guys heat for it. Not you, but oh. we got gus. It got heated. <laughs> oh really? You know I can imagine why. I mean, uh, or the uh, I can the consideration of. People, other people. Yeah, I get yeah, it. yeah, yeah, you I, get, I, I get it? it. I get it. Because we had to be really careful and discreet, and we yeah. needed to have the right people in the room who was going to support you yeah. through all of it. You guys are dear to me. All four, <laughs> four of you couples, you families, are dear to me. So, yeah. no, it's uh, it was a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful thing. Um, and I share that because I want others to know, you know, that that if that, that helps. It works, you know. It, it, really, it really does. It didn't work at that time, like, for the... For a season, you know, mm-hmm. but it, it it's it was a seed that was built in me or that was planted in me that mm-hmm. and you'll see later in my story. But yeah. <laughs> but so it helped a little bit. No, it helped a lot of bit. A, okay. a lot of bit, yes. I'm not, I'm not diminishing that 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 um event whatsoever. Like it, it helped a lot, you know. I just decided I chose to not pursue the sobriety, you know, after and to clarify um for the listeners. Uh-huh. <laughs> um yeah, the intervention happened. Um yeah. and uh I had a choice afterwards. Um every and just to I guess give the the layout, but you know, every couple uh every person actually read a letter. Mm-hmm. Um and I, that's the, those are the letters I showed Denise right now uh, that I kept all these years. It's 10 years ago, something like that. Uh 2008 or no, no 9, I think it was when it was when it happened. It has been a long time. It's like over 10 years ago. 2009, I think. Anyway, um the, you guys read the letters, uh, and then the counselor, uh, the Mormon guy, <laughs> he uh, said, uh, well, Jose, you know, you, you, I remember the words. He's like, he goes, you heard it from people that love you. Like, mm-hmm. do you want to get help? And uh, I, <laughs> I was looking at the door. <laughs> I remember looking at the back door, like, thinking, I'm just going to jump over that <laughs> fence and just run like hell. <laughs> I know. We were, we were block the door. Nathan was like, block the door, Albert. If you see him run, he blocked that door. <laughs> <laughs> well, well sure enough sure enough i did it i said yes i want to I get help and uh i remember uh gaby went with me to 
uh, patch up some things before I, I um, went to the place nec- uh, the next day. Mm-hmm. So the next day, I um, I went to Sharp Mace, uh, Vista Pacifica. And um, I, I don't know if I can say the name, but I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So I went to this place called uh, Vista Pacifica through Sharp. And um, it was an outpatient program. And uh, this is the first time, first time um, exposure to it. No, I take that back. I take that back. I had to go through something because within that year and a half of uh delinqu- uh, you know being a weirdo um <laughs> i uh yeah i i popped positive on that drug test for for work however i was out of work already so i didn't care yeah, it, yeah. it was just a birthday uh birth month uh, test and uh yeah so i had to get my my clean card is what they called it and mm-hmm. uh i had to go through a quick program you know a couple of weeks and i and it was there mm-hmm. and then um I didn't take it serious then, you know. I mean, I was like, I, <laughs> I passed every drug test and I just kept doing drugs. It's yeah. funny how I did that, but uh, this time around, I said, okay, you know, I'm gonna try to take it seriously, and uh, I did. You know, I, I went to the program, and from then on, I was uh, clean and sober for about ten months. Um, excuse me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I got back involved in the church. Um, I remember going back to church and. Um, you know, single or, you know, separated, divorced, whatever. I think uh, the divorce came finalized a little later, but nonetheless, uh, I don't remember the time frame, but uh, nonetheless, I went back in church and I started teaching again. And uh, it was, it was great. It was great. Um, However, I was kind of, uh, I talked to a lot of people. Uh, I remember being at Starbucks a lot. And uh, those times there was a lot of People of faith and people, non-believers and whatnot, go passing through. And uh, somehow, some way, we'd always conversate with different people. And certain subjects came up again and uh, that I wanted to revisit. Like, okay, I remember being concerned about that as far as my faith is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, how, what's the answer to that? And so I started researching and started looking into it and couldn't find any answers. Um, at least no good ones that seemed right. Mm-hmm. And so um, eventually, just to sum it up, uh, I stopped... I started to stop believing, you know, and it was a digression. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't just overnight. I mean, this was like at least eight months worth of just trying to really research, pray and talk to other people. Um, and I felt wrong because I was teaching Sunday school. And, uh, I remember I went up to the pastor one night, uh, it was on a Wednesday night and, uh, said if I could talk to him and we went to his office and I said, I got to stop teaching. He's like, why? And I said, I'm not sure that I truly believe this. And, uh, he said, uh, Honestly, that's one of the wisest things anyone's ever told me is like, you know, take all the time you need and just know you're welcome back, you know, do do what you got to do, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I did. I, I stopped teaching um, and uh, I continued to research, but I <laughs> my research led me, uh, it kind of made me mad. You know, I, I, I couldn't find answers. And I so I was, I was like, OK, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't agree with this um i don't have an answer to it no one's giving me an answer no one knows it's always the same thing um so i don't think this is right um i d- i think i remember saying i was i was okay i'm agnostic now you know yeah and then uh i started reading about the founding fathers and how they were deists and that kind of resonated with me so oh yeah i'm a deist now you know? yeah so you were <laughs> just searching i was and searching, searching searching for truth and um yeah, I wanted a title, Search for Truth. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so anyway, uh, I was searching, searching, and then um, eventually, I, I, I remember I remember um, the night that I was reading about deism, uh, I was with a girlfriend at the time, uh, my ex-girlfriend. Uh, she was like the only r- serious relationship I had since my ex-wife. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, um, she saw my face. She's like, my demeanor just dropped when like the face was just going away. <laughs> it's kind of weird how that yeah, happened. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. 
yeah, I uh, I was like, I don't believe this at all. This, I think, I think I'm atheist, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just kind of I've been an atheist since. Yeah. Uh, well, I got a little different views now, but um, so th- throughout that time, yeah, I was I was an atheist, and I just stepped away from it all, basically, and I resorted back to drugs and alcohol again. How was it the disappointment of it at all, or how was your life? Um, because I read here that it was, it just got worse. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, so um, that was uh, it. Was like a spiral downhill from there. Yeah. I mean, your relationship I, failed. And well, yeah, yeah, re- relationship failed. Um, a lot of changes were going on anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, I was uh, uh, out of work. You know, that was at the time when the the um, economy was horrible. You know, mm-hmm. everything was horrible. So um, I was out of work for a year, a year and a half at a time. So you know, everything just started falling apart. Um, I remember, you know. Losing my job, um, my grandmother passed away, and then uh, hearing some other uh, unfortunate news uh, regarding the ex-wife and whatnot. So, mm-hmm. um, it was uh, it was quite an experience. And anyway, I went back to drinking. Uh, Jack Daniels came back in my life. I would drink. I would handle almost every two days. It's, that's a big one if you don't know. And, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <No>. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, just straight up, you know, yeah. I was going to bars. I was getting a lot of drugs, mainly cocaine. Um, uh, yeah, I just, I was doing bad, really bad. So it got worse. The depression got worse. Um, I was losing focus on a lot of things. I isolated myself from a lot of good people. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember too, I was on social media, of course, you know, uh, I think that's when I, everyone started getting on Facebook. Um, I had f- church friends and then little by little, they started deleting me <laughs> well, and I, rightfully so that's okay. You know, it's, it's their, their business. Um, but, uh, nonetheless, you know, I think I was just posting a bunch of crazy stuff or whatever. And uh, I don't know, but anyway, um, I just kind of, uh, reinvented myself in a different way, in a bad way. I think, you know, mm-hmm. throughout that time I got a DUI. Um, even then I didn't stop, you know, I, I continued on. Were you looking for that? You, were you looking for, for the pain to end? Um, no, I was just trying to mask it. I, I knew that the pain was there. Uh, I just, I didn't really want to think about it or even uh feel it so i just hey, this works you didn't care <laughs> i didn't care i said this works i'm just gonna do it and so um and i drank a lot though like i mean i did i drank every day for like 10 years almost like every day. every day every day i i think i couldn't go more than three days without drinking so there was like only a, a couple times where like i took three days off or something like that like oh. it was pretty much every day um as far as the drugs, the same thing, you know, I mean, it was because it's expensive. I was going to say you it's were expensive. So, uh, yeah, it, uh, I mean, as much as I could, but let's say every week, at least three days out of the week. How was your mind? Oh, I don't know. It was it was crazy. <laughs> I had a lot of um, a lot of negative thoughts. I had a lot of uh, resentment for the church, for church people, mm-hmm. for God. Uh, mm-hmm. Had a lot of resentment for family for you know just it's everybody all, it's all me pointing me pointing it and i see i say that now but back then it was like ah oh, these you know what this is were you mad at yourself yeah I was, I was i was i think i was more mad at myself than anything for sure um yeah so my mind wasn't good um eventually it just became normal like it like all that stuff i mean i I had a lot of experiences uh, in that time, and I made a, a lot of friends or acquaintances. Um, mm-hmm. There's a few of them that I'm still 
friends with to this day that have seen me since and mm-hmm. they're like wow you know this is awesome and so there's only a handful but basically i, w- I was just i don't know I d- it was a blur to me the mm-hmm. last 10 years but um yeah that's pretty much that as far as uh the transition and and the sp- spiral downward uh you know downward uh, spiral i should say yeah uh, so ahead. when did you like you needed to seek hope again yeah okay yeah, I so I I I um I didn't care for the longest time for at least up until I think about 2016. Um, that was like four years ago. I started it. Something in me was like, something's got to change, you know. Um, I I never remember. Yeah. So um, 2013, my career path changed. I mm-hmm. got a new job. Um, and um, I continued on with my partying. So I don't know how I. Sustained a job, you know, all throughout all that. Wow. But um, nonetheless, uh, I got a pretty important position uh, in 2016, and uh, uh, sure enough, I was struggling, just struggling, and I, I just like this isn't right, you know, like mm-hmm. they're relying on me, and I'm messing up here and there, you know, and mm-hmm. it, that got worse. Uh, that was noticeable. Mm-hmm. Um, so about 2016, there was a lot of things that I was being exposed to, um, not necessarily bad. Mm-hmm. Just other things that I never knew of before that really made me scratch my head and really freaked me out too. Um, really freaked me out, and I won't get into all the details, of course. But um, nonetheless, it, it had to do with something out there, yeah, <laughs> something uh, bigger than us, than you know, than this something, something. I just knew that there was something that was speaking or trying to get my attention you know Mm -hmm. and um i knew i needed to get help so little by little i started holding myself accountable by talking about things more um i'd be at the bar and uh i remember too like around that time i i i would go to the bar like almost every day um and i would and i wouldn't even live by the bar i would i'd go there still and so after a while, like it was, I was like, oh, hey, you know, partying, nice, mm-hmm. like, hanging out with people, and then I see the same people. Hey, you know, we're all regulars, mm-hmm. and they're they're wonderful people. Don't get me wrong, but I just me because I hated myself at that time, um, and I didn't really, I didn't really, I knew it, I knew I hated myself, but I didn't really say that. Um, but uh, I just didn't want to be around anybody, so mm-hmm. I would, I would go sit at the table by myself, and I'd be drinking by myself. Then somebody would come and sit down. <laughs> <laughs> and then I get up and go to another table. You know, like <laughs> I was, I, I was obvious about it. Even yeah, the bartenders yeah. were like laughing at me because, like, dude, you're trying to be alone, and everyone's. It was following you. Yeah, they were. They, I guess they were gravitating towards me for whatever reason. But, um, uh-huh. and I, I felt like an, an a butthead about it, but I didn't because I, I wanted to be alone. I, mm-hmm. but I wanted to drink still. And you know, there's a cliche saying, "Oh, you drink alone, you're doing bad. That's when you know you're an alcoholic or whatnot." But <laughs> yeah, but I was an alcoholic from the get-go. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I just didn't want to be around people. Um, I started seeing. I was getting paranoid. I was getting really paranoid. Um, I started seeing um, what I've come to understand are synchronicities now. And I don't know if you're familiar with that term, but um, let's just say they're like divinely ordered coincidences that uh, mm-hmm. that are noticeable. Um, so I started seeing these things, and I'm like, what is going on here? Like, how am I thinking about this thing? And this person says it. And, like, you know, this person, some stranger walking by says that exact thing that I'm thinking about right now. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. And um, anyway, um, I, I use that. <coughs> I use that as a means to to pretend that, okay, there's 
some help that I can get somewhere. And then so. So you did look for help. I did, but uh, slowly. I inched myself towards help. Um, I, again, I started talking about things. Um, I brought it up to my boss uh, mm-hmm. somewhere li- shortly after 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he uh, it was the biggest push. Uh, he was the biggest push for, um, for, for my recovery. But nonetheless, um, yeah, I'll just sum it up. Throughout that time, I eventually uh, sought this uh, resource uh, through my through agency I worked for um and I tried I went to a, a therapist um I was still you know using I just knew that I was hey I'm taking taking an inch forward you know mm-hmm. at least I'm trying mm-hmm. so I was still using every day but I would go and I would get mad I was like this is stupid this guy's not listening to me or mm-hmm. this lady's being mean or whatever yeah it's I get always, it it's I always me it's always but it's always stems from me though and yeah, I, yeah. I know that now you know yeah yeah so um uh, I even got a new doctor because my other doctor was here in East Lake and um it was like right around the corner but uh, um I went to a different one. I just found this one so <laughs> with the synchronicity. But anyway, um, I went to him and he um, I, and I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of speeding up because it's a long story. But yeah, but nonetheless, uh, went to this new doctor in like 2017 ish, maybe like 2000. Yeah, the beginning of 2018, I think I started. Is that the, the five days inpatient thing? Yeah. So I'm kind of. Yeah, that's that's kind of where this started uh, happening. But not no, no. I hadn't reached that point yet, but he kind of led me. He told me about Mesa Vista. Yeah. So back then, when yeah. I was at Vista Pacifica, yeah, they talked about Mesa Vista a lot. I remember okay. that. I was like, oh, okay. Well, by the way, <laughs> Vista Mesa, uh, Vista Pacifica, but Vista Pacifica is has a new name now too. And because I was asking about that, they're like, oh, we don't know that name. Uh huh. It's like it's called the McDonald House now. So oh. yeah. So anyway, um, he told me about uh, those two, and uh, and I was thinking like, okay, if I'm going to try to get help. Um, I'm going to go to Mesa Vista because <laughs> yeah. last time around, um, yeah, I, although I, t- I took it a little more serious the second time I did, but, um, I still didn't want to go there because of the memories. Mm-hmm. I didn't like, let's put it this way. I didn't like driving through this city, um, because of memories. Mm-hmm. I, I cringe every time I had to drive through here. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't anymore, but mm-hmm. so just that stuff that was linked to the past, um, mm-hmm. I, I got a new doctor, you know? And so, yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, I started. I continued seeking the, the help through the uh, the, the account the fam- the marital therapist, the family marital therapist, uh, mm-hmm. um, and uh, finally, th- I, I have to share this. Okay, I, I had a dream, uh, 2017 uh, in December, that really shook me, and uh, it was in December. I remember. Th- um, can I share that with you? The dream. Sure. Okay. So uh, the dream was I was on a s- like a subway type of like a train. And mm-hmm. it was like midday, but it was cloudy. And uh, I was sitting down, uh, and it was kind of like a subway. So I was sitting down, and I looked to my right, and there was a, a girl, a young lady. And she had like a jean jacket on. She had rosy cheeks, uh, beautiful girl, um, nice hair. Of course, she was kind of short. And she uh, walked up to me, and she was smiling. And, uh, you know, I just I didn't feel anything like romantic or nothing like that. I just felt loved, like mm. like true love. And... Um, she smiled at me, and I remember what I was wearing. I was wearing all black, and I, I mean, I looked down. I was holding my hand on the pole, and uh, she sat down next to me, and she just like like sat and smiled and like kind of chuckled. Mm. And then I woke up, and I woke up, and I started crying, and I want to cry like thinking about it right now, mm-hmm. but I started crying, and I'm like, where do I know this girl from? I've seen that face. I don't know who she is. I don't know her name. Who is this person? And um, that was like a night that I was. Uh, 
that was a night that I was, uh, thank you. <laughs> that was a night that I was um, really, that was like the lowest, one of the lowest nights of my life. The lowest nights. Okay? And, and I had several, but that was probably one of the lowest. Um, I had not, you know, I skipped work. I didn't call in, nothing like that. You know, they didn't know where I was. Um, I was in bed. I had did like a bunch of cocaine, you know, that night and um, woke up, I think like around 10 a.m. And from that dream. And I woke up and I was like crying and I'm like, okay, I'm going to pretend that I'm going to entertain the, f the, the thought that this dream could mean something. So because I felt so real and if I, that love that I felt was real. And so, um, so I got on my phone and I started looking at Facebook and I'm like, who could this person be linked to? And I, I was searching through and I still had some friends, some Christian friends. And uh, I went through, uh, one of my friends and, uh, he's still my friend to this day. And I told him about the dream actually. <laughs> I think mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I told him the whole dream, but, um, he was friends with this, this girl. Uh, I saw the, I saw the, her and the friends thing, right? I'm like, oh my God, that's her, you know? Uh -huh. So I, I pulled up her profile and, and uh, you know, she goes to the church, you know? And so I, I think, um, I want to say, I take that back. I think it was a Sunday. I think I, it was that same day and um, like right before the service. And I said, okay, I'm going to get up and go. That's what happened. Yeah. So I'm mixing up the nights, but, but that dream was on a Saturday night and Sunday morning I woke up and I got up and I got ready. That time I had a beard. Yeah. <laughs> sort of it was patchy beard, but you know, yeah, yeah, uh -huh. <laughs> uh, nobody, uh, nobody recognized me when I went to the church. So I, I went, saw the girl there. I didn't, I wasn't going to say nothing. I just, yeah. you know, okay, I'm here. What does this mean? Yeah. And so, um, nobody recognized me. I think one person did, but they just said hi. And, um, I left, continued on, drank, whatever. Then, yeah. um, the next Sunday I decided to go again and, uh, same thing. Then people started noticing me. Um, then the following Sunday I went again and, um, I continued on in my, my, uh, you know, your habits, my habits. And, uh, sure enough, um, <laughs> I was still going to church, you know, and, I was try I was sitting in the back, which I still do, by the way. Uh -huh. um, I was sitting in the back and just uh, avoiding everybody. I avoided raising my hands. I avoided uh, saying anything, praying, closing my eyes. I just avoided everything. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm not. I don't not for this. Because mind you, I um, stopped researching too. I, I once I made my conclusion back then, I said I'm done. I'm not. I'm. God, I get a headache from thinking about this. I'm not even going to think about it. I'm, I joke about this. I used to say I'm, I'm an apatheist. Yeah. Like I chose apathy and the theist, you know, put them together. Apathy. Like, I don't care if there's a God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I got involved in a connect group. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like a churchgoer, but I was still, you know, not uh, at all uh, trying to get help. But yeah. finally, um, finally, things got still continued to get worse you were still in the same still in the same boat um just i just added that to my life i even got into volunteering to try to break free from all that stuff to have some accountability yeah and mm -hmm. I, I started volunteering at the public library um i still do to this day yeah um i started uh volunteering at races for Rays children's hospitals and i still do um on the 14th i'm doing it again. but anyway yeah <laughs> um yeah one wednesday morning <coughs> september of september 12th 2018 I woke up. Uh, that's the time that I didn't go to work. And uh, I was I looked him in the mirror. I said, Jose, you're going in today. <laughs> I was like, you're going in. I, I packed my bag. I got my guitar. I brought my work laptop because <laughs> uh, I thought, all right, you know, I, I can't leave everybody high and dry. But <laughs> I went to the place and uh, checked myself in uh, on my own. You know, I called my boss and let him know. I said, hey, I'm, I'm checked. Or I think I texted him or something. But 
that I'm I'm here and I'm gonna be here. So for a few days, I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. And it's like just take all the time you need. Don't worry about it. Just get just focus on your recovery. And uh, yeah, this is a uh, this is the start of of the hope. This is where I started seeing that there was hope. Mm-hmm. Um, I went in for five days uh, for inpatient. Mm-hmm. Uh, it w- that was the hardest, but that was the, the worst and best days of my life mm-hmm. the, for those five days. Is it because you s- you saw yourself in other people or because you were, what What am I doing here? Well, um, no, it, it was because it was the best choice for me. So that was the best five days of my mm-hmm. life. But the worst part it was the worst part because it was so hard. <laughs> it was yeah. so hard. Um, we're drinking water, people. Yeah. <laughs> Now, so it was, it was, um, and it wasn't hard to be there. It was hard to experience the emotions and all the feelings that I've suppressed for yep. 10 years. Yep. It was bottled up, all the grief, um, all of it was just there and just ready to burst, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but I said, I'm doing this. Uh, I'm here and I'm, that's it, you know? Mm-hmm. This is it, Jose. You're, you're done. You're done with that old life. Um, yeah. So how long were you, you were you in there? So I was in there for five days, from Wednesday to Sunday. Right? And then after? So after I got out Sunday night, um, and then uh, I uh, I had signed up for the outpatient program. So mm-hmm. from um, Sunday t- to Wednesday, I had th- those three days. I, d- I didn't start till Wednesday, the outpatient program. Um, and so on that Wednesday, I I went and. Um, I remember, man, you should see, my hand was literally like this, like just shaking. Because you haven't had days of alcohol or because uh, you were nervous? That, I think the anxiety, the depression, it was, the, the, I think it was a chemical imbalance. Yeah. But my right hand could not stop shaking. Mm-hmm. And um, my, I, I, I made a dear friend there that I'm still friends with to this day. And she, um, she remembers, you know, and um, <laughs> I was like sitting next to her and I was just, <laughs> yeah. and I was just like, Ugh. Like, it crying? Oh, my, yeah. <laughs> I was crying. I was like a plethora of emotions. Yes, you know? I get it. I could not contain it, though. Like, um, it, it, everything just everything just came up at once. Mm-hmm. And from then on, I mean, the shaking had started, actually, um, like a year or two before that. I, I had these alcoholic shakes, you know. You were already starting oh, yeah. the oh, symptoms. Yeah. Wow, Jose. It's cra- it was crazy. Um, I, had, I, I, I hit it, you know, with my hands under the tables, uh, you know, behind my back or in my pocket. Because you were already having the shakes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I can, the shakes continued for about, I don't know, two months, maybe a month or two. Mm-hmm. Um, all the way up until probably like maybe like January, February of 2000. Uh, 19 but uh you could so you you took serious recovery after oh yeah no so i i so i did uh 26 sessions of the outpatient that was three nights a week um after work for about three hours mm-hmm. uh, that included you know group therapy group sessions and then also um AA? uh well yeah but but the program that i did uh so a was separate but the program that i did uh was was like literally three nights a week and mm-hmm. there was a time where they had a, a family night i think they still do and so my sister would come with me. She, yeah, she was a good support. Uh, I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I took it seriously. I, I treated my recovery as a project. Mm-hmm. Um, I would learn so much. I started researching myself. I questioned everything they said. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, in the inpatient, I was uh, given certain drugs, like the, you know, f- uh, prescribed stuff to to detox. To detox, mm-hmm. and um, they offered me uh, the antidepressant. I said, No, I'm not taking it. Um, so when I was getting into the outpatient, you know, they, same thing, um, we're going to prescribe you this, uh, or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, I said, no, 
And uh, they said, well, you should probably do it, you know. And I said, okay, prescribe it to me. I'll get it. I'm not taking it, though. And um, Why? You don't want to take it? Uh, because I've read, I've read about uh, certain studies where... Oh. I read about <laughs> certain studies where, um, you know, these people were basically... The side effect is is the depression can enhance. Or yeah, yeah, it so, gets... So, and, and uh, you know, the person that was interviewing me for the program, she was, she was trying to explain to me, oh, you know, just give me conjecture, you know, I, whatever, you know. Like yeah. I, did he I, take I, it eventually? Nope. Oh, you did not? Never taken a single antidepressant. Wow. Yeah. So I knew I can do it without it. Um, I decided not to. I don't down talk or anybody, you know, that, that does take them, you know. You I know, mean, medication, I absolutely, if you need it, do it. I mean, if I think, I w- yeah, everybody's different. Everybody's different, and I and my my motto is do you, you know, yep. you do you. So yep. it's not me. So I when I got into the inpatient, I said I am stopping everything. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm like stop smoking cigarettes. You know, um, I was like determined. Um, so yeah, I decided not to take the the antidepressant. Um, yeah. I decided to face everything on my own, or yeah. you know, face it on. Yeah. There's a quick little story. Uh, the night that I got out of the inpatient, I had insomnia for three days. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was literally pacing my apartment, like s- pulling my hair, um, b- like crying. You know, just I, the anxiety attacks. I had like eight a day. I counted. I had eight a day for like two months, and it was the worst. It was really hard. I, I can, you know, I talked to uh, um, Albondigas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talked to him uh, about it. I remember he, I called him because um, I needed somebody to talk to. It. Like I, I reached out maybe like twice. Like within that time, I, I said, I'm going to do this on my own. You know, I, I know when to tap out when I need to because I've already surrendered. You know, yeah, I, I surrendered. I basically gave everything up and said, I'm not going to be that person anymore. Yeah. So um, it was hard. It's not, I don't <laughs> I don't really don't suggest that, you know, I mean, if you know, it, it's really you could go either way. You know, usually people can go back. Well, I I used every suggestion that was given to me. Still, oh, yeah. OK, so. Let me just clarify when I say I want to do it on my own. I meant facing the demons or whatever people want to call it. People want to call them, you know, like facing that stuff. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do it alone because I, I knew that I could. Uh, but as far as uh, the other, st- um, the routines, you know, I did go to AA. I went to AA for a good, uh, did I get my, I think I got my, yeah, I didn't get my one-year token, but uh, that's when I kind of stopped going. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I, I went for up to at least nine months because I got the nine-month token. I had a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, started doing new hobbies like uh, baking and whatnot, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I took every suggestion, but um, nonetheless, there, there was those dark times, you know. And um, I said, I'm. this is nobody's problem but me, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, my parents, you know, I, I actually um, put myself accountable to them. I, I had... Um, some people come with me to go talk to my parents w- before I went in mm-hmm. to um, the inpatient. I tell them, you know, hey, just want to let you know, I, I, you know, I need help, and uh, I'm gonna go get m- help. Um, I want you to know. I want you guys to know. And they said, uh, what can we do to help you? And I just told my mom, like, just call me, just call me, um, or text me like every day at 5 p.m. You know, like after work when I get off. And she did. She did for a while, um, and. Uh, that helped me a lot, and that's all I needed. I just needed, you know, to know that someone was just within reach. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, even like the first AA meeting that I went to when I got out of the out the inpatient, um, I was shaking, you know, and like I remember uh, 
one of the guys came up to me. He's like, just one day at a time, you know. And yeah. And, and those those mantras are are they're true. You it know? is so true. I mean, it's it's all it's all true. You know, live and let live. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's um, all true. It's all good. It's it's I I don't knock the A program either. You know, that's yeah. um it it's it's beautiful program. That's you know even CR. Um, it's all molded after uh, a therapy. It's all molded after basically um inner work. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm starting to see that because yeah. I did a lot of research. You know, reading about Carl Jung and uh, uh other people and whatnot. Um, but anyway. Um, so you, you've been doing, how, how long have you been clean? A year and it'll be a year and a half on March 12th. So. All right. Congratulations, uh, thank Jose. You. Thank and you. you have learned how to replenish it through community, um, your friends. He's, he's, like you said, he's been baking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, sort of, uh, I, I wouldn't. Cause I, I read here, re- your therapy baking. Yeah, that's, that's a big part of it, but you know, um, getting, getting involved in different things and reinventing myself, I think. Yeah, is the, is reinventing yourself. Reinventing myself, basically. So yeah, you know, um, friends. Uh, you know, I got I got a handful right now that I really kind of uh, talk to about about things, and uh, you know, I, I do still have. I consider you guys my friends, of course. Don't get me wrong, but you know, as far as like the accountability and the deep dark secrets, you know, yeah, there's a handful that I do tell everything. <laughs> that I'm thinking or doing too, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, that the community. Um, yeah, going to Balboa Park. Uh, really, I got back involved in researching again. You yeah, know, um, researching my uh, my faith now, you know, mm-hmm. and it is different, you know. Um, it's not. I'm not a Christian anymore. Mm-hmm. I mentioned that to you. Yeah. Um, but I got to tell you, you know, I still go to the church. I like I love being around it. You know, I love being around them, p- the people, but. I've come to learn some great truth, you mm-hmm. know, and um, I, and I know this is not the platform we're talking about it, but nonetheless, you know, that's what I was searching from the get-go is for truth. Yeah, you've and been searching for something for a long time. I found it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, 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 I am confident in, in what this experience we're experiencing is now, you know, and that stems from looking into mindfulness, you know, a lot of other things and uh, practicing what I've learned. Like I, I meditate and do yoga every day. Um, I pray uh, every day. Um, I, you know, got into a lot of. He has transformed his body like you are eating so healthy. <laughs> yeah, I um, Yeah. Since January 12th. So that's uh, let me explain this. So um, as I was cutting things out, yeah. um, I had um, medications like ranitidine for heartburn. Um, I had high blood pressure pills. I've weaned off all that stuff. That's awesome. I had sleep apnea. I am cured of that. I that's cured awesome. <laughs> uh, so I don't. Yeah, I got a doctor's note and everything. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, um, they were they were really impressed too. But um, I did that by <laughs> taking out stuff. You know, yeah. I, I I figured if I'm cutting out alcohol. I'm going to start uh, doing like fasting again, yeah. you know, so yeah. I started doing intermittent fasting, um, mm-hmm. started off by cutting down from like, don't eat after 7 p.m. and 6 p.m. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm j- only eating uh, within a span of four hours a day. Mm-hmm. You, I've learned the human body does not need as much food as we actually intake. You know, yeah. that's that's considered normal. Um, so I started basically I've cut down to where I, I've intermittent fast every day, about 16 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I started doing three day fast, like uh, two or three a month. Of just drinking water for three days, and then um, the last time I did, uh, no, it wasn't the last time I did that. Um, I did the last time I did three days uh, fast. I ended it on January twelfth, and at that time I had already cut down from meat and dairy. Um, I guess 
you know, people ask me if I'm vegan. No, I'm not vegan because that involves activism. I'm not an activist. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I eat vegan, I guess you could say. But yeah. um, now, <laughs> now I'm just eating fruit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm That's just, delicious. I'm just taking fruit. And uh, I, as you can see, I have like nuts and um, uh, just nuts and um, um, dates, you know, like yeah. dry fruit. But yeah. right now, um, but I did a uh, January 12th. I broke my fast with some solid fruit and I said, okay, I'm going to do it. See how can long. you have a cheeseburger? I can have whatever I want, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> I will not. Oh, not. you will not because you don't desire it. I don't desire it, nor or do you, nor do you want it. No, I don't crave anything like that. Oh wow! So you're really self-disciplined. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think that. Yeah, I I don't like saying that stuff because why? Because like, it sounds egotistical. No, I mean you you know what in recover in recovery I am learning to be very self-disciplined. Yeah, because uh, that's a big part of it. You know? Because I like we both when we first talked on the phone. You were like, I'm take, I take care of my time. I go, me too. <laughs> I try to take care of my time like a lot now. And I used to be like, I would hear people, you got to take care of your time. You got to be careful who you hang out with. I was like, ugh. Yeah. But I get it now. Yeah. I, I totally too. get it. I was like, I'm like okay, are, am I going to add to you or are you going to add to me? If not, it's all good. Yeah. I got things to do. Yeah. So I totally get that. So yeah, you've been really self-disciplined, self-care, yeah. mindfulness, and honesty and accountability. Yeah, those are the main main things I think that really helps replenish the recovery or replenishes me. Um, yes, the discipline. Uh, I'll tell you, is my schedule now. So I, I wake up at about between twelve thirty and one thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, naturally with no alarm. Yeah, I wake up. Um, I I get up. I take my shower and then I do uh, some yoga and um, breath work, uh, yeah. some uh, breathing, breathing techniques and whatnot, yeah. do stretches. I do some meditation. Um, I read, I read the Bible. I'm actually d- doing the canonical, uh, you know, reading in the year type thing. I'm, I'm, I'm way ahead. I'm in, I've already read Deuteronomy. I was Deuteronomy plus a bunch of other books. Um, I also read other stuff though. Right now I'm yeah. also reading the Emerald tablets by Thoth, you know, like this I'm, man is super smart. Jose, you, you no. are, you are smart. You are a smart man because you have this hunger for, for it's, it's not, not everybody wants to learn. So can you please take a compliment? <laughs> can you say thank you? Thank you. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. You are. And I'm just so, I'm amazed of the man that you have become. Well, I got, I, I got a lot more to work on still. So, but I, I mean, we all do. <laughs> I think the only difference is we don't hide it no more. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm an open book. I'm totally an open book. Yeah, but I I, I read and then I go to work. I, I'm right now uh, because a big part of me feels like I did I had a lot of lost time um, when you were doing drugs and mm-hmm. alcohol. Yeah, so I'm wa- wanting to make up for that. So I've been working twelve hours a day. <laughs> more, uh, it's a lot more than that actually. But um, yeah, so I get home uh, and I I find time to volunteer. Still, I find time to juice my fruit. I did uh, about 20 days of just juicing fruit alone, and that's it. And still intermittent fasting and, and taking like two-day fast from that, too. It's mm-hmm. been crazy. The weight loss has um, – and by the way, I'm not – my intention for doing all that is not for weight loss. It's only been to detoxify my body from sugars and everything that – all the crap that, you know, we eat. eat you know? Yeah. So I don't have – I don't intake coffee, anything at all. That's my next step. I'm only doing one cup one – cup of coffee a day that's good I, I wean myself off the same way i have to because it's not good for your brain people <laughs> <laughs> well 
You know, I found that it's not good for me for sure. So I, I decided to just do fruit and an organic fruit at that too. So that's you're taking care of yourself. Is it because? Okay, is it because you didn't have it when you were younger? Now you know that you are you can do that for yourself. Yeah, or taking why are you taking care of yourself so well? Why not? Like, I like that answer. Why not? You know, yeah. I mean, if I can do it, I'll do it. Like I said, I jump into things 100%. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Why did I ask that question? <laughs> he's going to so, do it. He's going to do it. So, yeah, no, I mean, I've <laughs> I researched everything. Um, I don't, I've never followed a specific diet plan at all. Mm -hmm. all, I, all I did was get an idea or I hear about something, then I'm like, let me try that. You know, I mean, yeah. and of course, if it's good for me, I mean. Are you hopeful now, Jose? Oh, yeah. Do um, you have hope? I am hope. Let's put it that way. Okay. Like, you know, like it's yes. No, it's 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 real and uh, it's available and it's within every single one of us. Yeah. Thank you, Jose. And anything can be possible if you put the grit and the work into it. Amen. There you go. <laughs> well, thank you for listening today. As we listen to the encouraging and the story of my friend Jose Perez and I want to thank you for coming and uh, to all our listeners please talk to somebody look for help get your accountability people and if you want the change be the change all right well thank you so much for listening guys we will see you next time and remember hope is for everyone Thank you for listening to Replenish Hope. If you want to get daily doses of hope, please subscribe and share the hope with others. And remember, hope is for everyone.